this is pretty pretty amazing. Like we're talking scorched earth level. We're talking um, a complete removal and, and burning of, of everything left in the vineyard with the only resultant thing left over is a whole bunch of wires. Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Grape Unfined Unfiltered. I'm your host, John Griffin. So everyone's heard about the crazy fires they've had in Australia and how it's devastated the wine country. So this week I connected with Brandon Carter of Unico Zello to find out how things are looking on the ground from his perspective. All right, off we go. Hello, Brandon. How's it going? Hey, John. Great to hear from you, mate. Good to speak with you as well. So let's get straight to it. The bushfires, are they still burning? Thanks so much for, for getting in touch and uh, obviously particularly around the, the, the bushfires, which have been amazingly devastating uh, across the country. Yeah, we've all seen images. But in terms of sort of where the fires are at the moment, um, I believe 100% of them are largely contained. We've had a real sort of crazy pattern of weather, not just um, uh, not just before Christmas, where the bushfires were tearing, you know, all through the Adelaide Hills, uh, in particular high country around Victoria, out to the coast, and really devastating New South Wales and up into sort of southern Queensland as well. So it's um it's it's pretty. I, I mean. I've lived here my whole life. I have never seen uh, anything like this before and, and uh, even sort of old timers are, are, are noting that as well. We've had this weird weather pattern system where it's not just we've had bushfires pre-Christmas and that sort of teared all the way through to sort of early to mid-January. Uh, and then we've just in the last couple of weeks, we've had massive downpours of rain that have largely extinguished most of the major fires um, uh, across the state. But now we're contending with something completely different, which is um, flood damage and, and, you know, rampant flooding across the, the, the East Coast. Great. But um, we're based in, in South Australia. So we, we got um, uh, hit with the Adelaide Hills bushfire, what they call the Cuddly Creek bushfire, which... Um, that really pushed out towards sort of like from the, the northern hills right through to the southern hills and really amazingly missed us by around about 500 metres. Wow. Uh, courtesy of not just tireless efforts from the CFS, so our sort of local local fire service who are all volunteer, volunteer fireys, um, but also just favourable winds. We were just very, very, very lucky uh, in our area. Yeah, it sounds like it. So you didn't really lose anything physical? We did, um, uh, I should say, one of our growers lost their vineyard, uh, which means that we ended up losing um, uh, the sort of Merlot that we're going to take from the vineyard. But, I mean, that's not, it's not as big a deal for us as it is for the grower. Um, a lot of growers are hurting right now and we're yet to see the sort of larger extent of, of the bushfires as we start to contend with something called smoke taint, which initially we uh, had thought... Uh, is only sort of really susceptible to vines that are, are post veraison, uh, so post changing of the the, the colours of the berries. But um, uh, it's now um, uh, as we started the the harvest, we haven't personally started harvesting much yet. Uh, however, uh, reports across the east coast of Australia and into Victoria are showcasing that we what we may have thought was the case in terms of smoke taint and fire damage pre um uh, happening sort of post veraison affecting the berries with a smoky ashy flavor um may indeed actually be occurring pre veraison so the, it, there's still a lot to learn on that front but um well in terms of of whether the, the fires are specifically over yes most of them are 
um, but the damage is quite ongoing. There's a lot of homes lost. Um, there's a lot of uh, damaged vineyards, like outright singed and burnt, uh, destroyed vineyards, which we've never seen before, uh, as well as the ongoing impacts of either not having fruit supply, which will trickle down to our customers, but um, uh, also the, the, the contentious fact of, of smoke taint and, um, and how badly that impacts the resultant wine. Wow, that sounds terrible. So which regions were hit the hardest? Um, in terms of regions that we hit the hardest, look, I can only really comment on Adelaide Hills going, yeah, we were actually hit pretty pretty badly, especially around the middle hills, the mid hills. Um, however, what's evident is that the you know there is significant, significant damage across uh, Hunter Valley and um, like out the Alpine Valleys, uh, King Valley in Victoria. Uh, and that's caused no end of, of issues uh, over there. And some wineries have even actually decided that they're just not even going to harvest at all. Uh, big ones as well, significant ones, uh, which, are, which is scary. They're very, very scary in terms of how this is actually going to be impacting um, uh, the industry or at least the local industry long term. Um, the damage is definitely not confined to just smoke. Uh, whole vineyards were completely lost. Uh, again, this is something that we we've just never seen stuff like this before. Usually, vines are quite resilient when it comes to when it comes to fire damage. Um, there's a lot of green area around the, the sort of fire season, a lot of green area around the vine, and it's relatively insulative. Um, there's a lot of empty space below the vine, so the fire tends to run across the grass below and possibly singe some of the base leaves, um, you know, across the what we call the cordon. However, this is this is pretty pretty amazing. Like we're talking scorched earth level. We're talking um, a complete removal uh, and and burning of of everything left in the vineyard. With the only resultant thing left over is a whole bunch of wires. Um, the the intensity of the fire that hit the Adelaide Hills was such to be able to actually melt glass bottles of wine. Um, uh, some remarkable uh, imagery of, of a compatriot winemaker just down the road from us, James Tilbrook, when he re-entered his winery after the fire ripped through and only took, a, um, it was a matter of hours. Uh, we've, we've, we live in a bushfire prone area. We're very familiar with bushfires. Um, we had one hit us around about five years ago called the Samson Flat Bushfire that largely came right up to our, our front door. Jeez. Scary, and that's probably reason why we weren't hit so bad this year because the fuel load was significantly less and just favourable winds, um, and also like just uh, CFS crews that are much better trained and and sort of have have a you know a much better feel for the area. But you know the Samson Flat bushfire took four to five days uh, to to rip through. This fire that came through did more damage, and it did it in four to five hours. The in, I can't begin to describe the intensity of a fire like this. Uh, even old-time, uh, you know, firefighters um, that have been around for decades even remarked about how um, how amazing this was in terms of trying to fight it, trying to anticipate it, and just the sheer intensity was un, very unpredictable. Um, but yeah, melting wine bottles is not something I've ever seen, let alone um, uh, the complete destruction of vineyards and vineyard posts. Crazy. Um, and in particular, I think with vines and, and most agricultural things, quite often the fire will spread through the irrigation pipe, pipe, piping because obviously that is a, a plastic product, a petroleum-based product, and, um, and there is a network of that across, across a vineyard. So if it does hit a vineyard, it tends to run pretty quickly through it. Um, in terms of actual sort of fire damage, we, we did ha um, you know, lose access to, to one of the most amazing plots of Merlot in the Adelaide Hills planted by Tim Napstein in 1990. Um, you know, this is... This is sort of viticultural gold, uh, and now, uh, and I, I'm aware that the, the the 
uh, vineyard owner is replanting um, and and sort of you know rebuilding again. Um, however, you know whether or not we we there's that many vines. I believe it was around about sixty percent, somewhere between forty and sixty percent of the the entire vineyard was lost, um, which is just yeah devastating. Not just and I said more so we can recover as a as a business, but um, uh, it's more the family, uh, the Beale family that I just I just feel for. They're in a you know a terrible position, um, and uh, and they make you know they, they they're custodians of one of the most amazing vineyards, and they've done such an incredible job uh, looking after it. Just to see you know a lot of this work uh, work done. Man, that's tough. Um, but in terms of of us being affected, we're very very lucky. We don't just. Uh, source grapes from the Adelaide Hills. We are based in the Adelaide Hills. However, we do source fruit from uh, the Riverland and Clare Valley, um, uh, which are, haven't really been affected by bushfires. However, they have been affected by the, the heat and aridity of the season. Uh, so we do have a bit of a, a similar problem occurring all around the state where we have things like uneven ripeness and a few other little tricky things um, that we're trying to tackle viticulturally before they even sort of hit the winery in the first instance. Well, the whole thing sounds pretty traumatic. Yeah, look, it, it is it is a pretty sort of flooring thing to have happen, having a bushfire run through the area. It is part and parcel of living in the Adelaide Hills or even indeed living in Australia. Um, it is something that, you know, is very contentious uh, and a lot of people feel very strongly for it in this country at the moment because of um, various political reasons uh, of, of what our leadership has shown in, in um, showcasing um, either empathy or uh, financial support for those affected um, but uh, yeah, make no mistake, it's 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 affected everyone, uh, and if not just, you know, from a um, you know damage standpoint, but also just from a, a, a mentality standpoint, um, to wake up every morning and seeing social media feeds uh, showcasing you know destruction and devastation, and uh, you know there's reports of we lost a, a billion native animals uh, across the the fire like fire season, and we're not even finished the fire season. That's the other big thing to remember. That this happened at the beginning. We still have months of this stuff left. Um, so the fire, the the recent floods, they've certainly extinguished things and made things a little bit easier to to, to bear. But remaining ever vigilant is sort of the key as we enter the harvest period. But um, yeah, no kidding. Anyway, hopefully that um, that sort of provides a little bit more clarity from Australia for you. It does indeed. Thanks and thanks again for taking the time. Um, and hopefully, yeah, we'll catch up next time we're we're stateside. Cheers, John. We'll see you soon. Wow, that's pretty messed up down there. Maybe it's a good time to show Australia a little love. Thanks again to Brandon for taking the time, and thank you for tuning in. And if you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at GrapexWine. That's G-R-A-P-E-X-Wine. Thanks. See you soon.